Tonight, three VIP titans decide the fate of our rising entrepreneurs, determined to prove their greatness in 60 seconds or less. I don't feel like you're gonna have a lock on the market that's gonna protect it. Boom! Let's get raising, huh? I'm just saying you've gotta give people a shot. This might be something. This is Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch. Presented by Amazon Business with support from State Farm and Canon. Meet our board of investors. Nicole Walters, CEO of Inherit Learning Company. Mark Randolph, co-founder and first CEO of Netflix. Kim Perel, marketing mogul and tech CEO of 100.co. First to enter the elevator is a stylish clothing brand turning heads in every hospital. Our mission at Moxie Scrubs is to enhance, inspire, and empower the moxie in every nurse. A nurse actually ran the Boston Marathon in our scrubs and crushed a Guinness World Record for the fastest marathon in a nurse's uniform. Going up. Hello, Alicia. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. Hi, my name is Alicia Tulsi and I'm the founder of Moxie Scrubs, the first direct-to-consumer lifestyle brand for nurses. I'm on a mission to give nurses the professional look and feel they want and deserve. Nurse Scrubs is a $5 billion industry and nurses don't like their scrubs. Most scrubs don't fit well, are not size or price inclusive, is inconvenient to buy, and poor quality. We teamed up with nurses to design the scrubs that they want to wear, and our patent-pending IP and inclusive sizing guarantees that our scrubs are the highest-performing scrubs in the market. Since launching Q2 last year, we've done 800,000 in revenue almost organically, and now we're seeing scalable metrics such as a low $25 to $55 customer acquisition cost, a 90 to 105 average order value, with 60% repeat purchases and a groundbreaking 2% order return rate. I'm here seeking 500K to make our brand the most trusted brand for the most trusted profession, our nurses. Thank you so much. Yes! <laughs> I love a rock solid pitch. Yes, she nailed it. I absolutely love scrubs because they're comfortable, they're easy to wear, they clean, they don't stain as much because they have to do all that nursing stuff. But she's right, they don't exactly accentuate the waist the way they should. Yeah, I think it's interesting. She's starting to see mm -hmm. how is she going to compete? Because there are big companies that there's a lot of comp competition right now. So how does she actually going to separate herself out? But 800,000 in revenue already? Yeah, it's not bad. Pretty good. We faulted people for not making a full ask. And right. maybe it was me, but I didn't hear her say anything about valuation. She didn't. She didn't say anything about valuation at all. Ugh. Well, there's a reason that each of us has our own tablets. <laughs> right, so let's right. see well, whether right, we align on this one or not. Attention, Alicia. Your pitch has been approved. Oh. 
Well, welcome to the boardroom. Thank that you was so much. awesome. So, first of all, congratulations, but give me a sense about how this differentiates from other uh, scrub companies. Isn't that a pretty common category? Yeah, actually, majority of scrub manufacturers can't sell direct to consumer. So, that's one of the ways we're innovating as a direct to consumer brand. Our product actually has a patent pending IP on the construction of our garment that guarantees we have the best fit and a high performance, low friction. So, it's very comfortable, made out of athletic wear. Can you tell me, uh, you know, how you started getting this to people, why you started, what makes this so passionate for you? Growing up, my dad and my aunt on my mother's side was very sick, and I was in and out of the hospital with them all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was just so in awe of how every time nurses would come in and make you feel at ease, and it's mm -hmm. such a stressful situation. And I can't believe that nurses show up every day, time and time again, in those kinds of circumstances. When I took a closer look at nurses, I found that they were the largest segment of the healthcare workforce. They were the fastest growing segment of the healthcare workforce, and no one gave them a brand of their own. So when I discovered that, I said, I'm gonna make a brand for nurses and serve this underserved community and care for them the way they care for us. I love that and it's very meaningful to me. Um, my daughter was diagnosed with stage four cancer, so I spent a lot of time in the hospital. She's fine now. Oh She's a teenager, God. driving me crazy, so <laughs> bless her. But all that being said, I understand your passion for nurses, but when it comes to business, I mean, what makes you think you can have a fashion company? So I did drop out of fashion school. Oh, well, I love a dropout. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a degree in economics from Harvard University. Okay. I studied supply chain intensively. I've had my own small businesses in the past. I worked for international global brands. And I said, I want to do something of my own. And when I saw this, it was just the right recipe of everything coming together. I love it. True entrepreneur at heart. I love it. So tell me, tell me about the numbers. You're raising $500,000. What's the valuation? We're doing a convertible note, 7.5 million valuation cap, 20% discount, 4% interest rate. And how much have you raised already? So over the last two and a half years, we have raised a little bit under $2.4 million. Wow. How are you finding your consumer? How are you getting these products sold? And uh, where's all this money going to go if one of us is interested in investing? Yeah, so well, how I reached out and sold the product is I built relationships within the nursing community. When we launched Q2 last year, we launched it as an official partner to the American Nurses Association, actually. Mm. Um, this round will help us invest into paid marketing to scale up our revenue and show that hockey stick, um, as well as help with um, product and, and overhead costs. So tell me a little bit about sales. Give me some numbers. Yeah, we have a 60% margin on our cost. Um, we will see 20% growth this year, but overall we've done about 750K organically. And what would your projections for next year be? Five million. Five million in sales next year. That's a pretty big increase, huh? That's big. Um, I love to wear scrubs, but I want to know about this fit. Do they look good on everyone? We have the most inclusive sizing from extra, extra small to 5X with talls and petites. Okay, well if you say it, let's try it. I'd like to put on a pair. You got it. All right, because if they look good on me, they look good on everybody. <laughs> so let's see what you got. Let's give this a shot. I'm living my best QVC dreams here. You realize we're on elevator pitch and not on the Home Shopping Network. We're having a fashion moment. Mm, looks good. Paging Dr. Nicole. Paging Dr. Paging Nicole. Dr. Nicole. I, I'm not gonna lie, this is incredibly comfortable. I'm gonna switch back into my money jacket and I'm gonna give you back yours. <laughs> Thank you so much. Y'all, the product checks out for me. 
Well, I've heard those hockey stick projections before. And I'm also concerned about the uh, money out, so to speak, in Q1 of, uh, of next year. We're coming into uh, tough times now. I'm going to pass. I wish you the best of luck, and I think the nurses will benefit, but I think I'm going to sit in the sidelines for now. It's a tough time. There's a lot of different factors that are happening, and I just know that it's going to be a little bumpy ahead. I'm going to pass as well. But I do support this. I love the work that you're doing. I have a passion for nurses, um, and I definitely am going to be a buyer. Well, Kim, things are wide open for you. Well, listen, I believe in you. I like what you're doing. I think there is an opportunity, and I think you've already gone through a lot of hard times to get where you are, and that shows, from an entrepreneur's perspective, like a lot of tenacity, resilience, and that's what we need to see. So I'd be willing, if you raise the 250, I'll match your 250 at the $5 million valuation. You have a deal. <laughs> I love that. Well, let's get raising, huh? I know, it sounds good. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank yes, you so much. So excited. It's wonderful. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Very Thank, much. you. Thank you. I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude that somebody I idolized sees what I'm doing and believes in me. This has been a life-changing experience. We're going to make the lives of nurses better, starting one scrub at a time. Kim, you were so excited. I literally, I could tell from the minute she started her pitch. I was like, Kim's gonna buy in on this one. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes you have to bet on the people. And mm -hmm. I'm an early stage investor in over 100 companies. I just have a feeling she's gonna be able to make it work. I've been reading Entrepreneur Magazine since I was 11 years old. So to be here today is really a dream come true. Looking to build an empire within the toy industry is our next pair of entrepreneurs, Mark and Lisa. My name is Lisa and this is my husband Mark and our company is called Cubits Toy. Being an entrepreneur is quite a journey. There's a lot of twists and turns. Ups and, and downs. Being here today is definitely a, yeah, a big plus. It is. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Going up. Hello, Lisa and Mark. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. Hi, my name is Lisa, and this is my husband, Mark, and we are the inventors of Cubit's Construction Toy. Cubits was started in 1980 at the University of San Jose State, and um, it's an instructional construction toy. And we started it because um, there was no art classes, they were um, shut off in our kids' school, so we said let us bring our toy um, the model of it and see what the kids like and it wasn't really a toy yet it was still a model and the kids just loved it so we said hey let's make it a toy right it turned out quite well right. because we've been selling in schools ever since right so that was just the beginning and we've sold over um, a thousand cubits to um, over a thousand schools yeah. in the United States so we're looking for two hundred thousand dollars for 
10% of our company. And the goal is to sell a half. Come on, Not Nicole. they were cute. Uh, listen, okay, I appreciate <laughs> that they're cute and all this stuff, but first and foremost, did they say they've been doing this since 1980? Not your business is older than me and just now you're asking for 200K? Get out of town. Part of me is intrigued by the product. Part of me is intrigued by the very nature of how unusual this was. I love that you can pretty much get suckered in no matter what, just because it's because <laughs> you're the Netflix guy. You're like, all right, so, you know, what's totally different, totally new that I can do that's unlike anything else? I'm kind of interested. You have stumbled on my emotional <laughs> flaw when it comes to being an investor. It's your business kryptonite. If it's weird enough, you might be interested. There could be something compelling here. After 40 years! 40, 40 years! years. I mean, <laughs> sometimes ideas take time to develop. Yeah. And you have to wait for the right time at the right place. And I'm just not so sure I want to foreclose this being the right idea at the right time and the right place. Well, let's find out if it's the right time and the right place for them. Attention, Lisa and Mark. Your pitch has been declined. Oh, that's sad. A lot of investors just don't understand toys, perhaps. I don't know, but right. I know that Cubits is on a roll. <laughs> so we're not going to stop. No, definitely not. How on earth did you actually vote yes on them? I, I mean, agree. you I like agree. you literally have one of the most successful companies that disrupted the industry. And it is astounding to me that you can't see that this might be something. I'm not saying it's amazing. I'm just saying you've got to give people a shot. Well, I'm glad they didn't make it up because I know they weren't getting a dollar of my money. A great pitch starts long before you ever enter an elevator. You have to do your research. If you want an investor to be all in on you, you need to be all in on that investor. Make sure that you know who you're dealing with. Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Our next entrepreneur attempts to transform the way we minimize administrative tasks. Going up. Hello, Isaac. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three. Two, one. So, everybody hates paperwork. And especially if you're in a heavily regulated industry, you're gonna be forced to do a lot of paperwork by compliance. In fact, reinsurance underwriters spend up to three and a half hours a day doing paperwork, even though only 8% of that paperwork results in any revenue for the company. What Slipbot does is we turn all of that paperwork into a simple drag and drop, which takes this from three and a half hours a day to less than five minutes a day, and results in more than 45% more contract closes for that company. Now, everybody knows that time is money. This is essentially a money machine. What we're doing is we already have two clients and we have a very strong pipeline of clients. The ask is for $500,000 for 10% of the company, 
so that we can expand on the demand that we already have and hire the implementation team we need to go ahead and fulfill that demand and move forward with the company. Thank you. Ugh, yawn, snooze. Did this guy just tell me that he's, he's selling me a drag and drop mouse? This is software. You've heard of that before. I right? have yes. heard of software before. Thank okay. you very much. Technology. Yes, I'm familiar, but also, mm, two clients. I've seen a lot of great investments, starting with two clients that become a lot more. So I think it's pretty interesting. Well, I think if he can actually take a process which takes three and a half hours a day mm -hmm. and make it to five minutes. Amazing. That said, let's take a vote. Let's take a vote. Let's see what happens. Take a vote. Attention, Isaac. Your pitch has been approved. Yes! Hmm. Welcome. It was dicey if you were going to make it up here. Oh, dicey. well. Yeah, but I you're say? here, you're here, and we want to learn more. Please, because on the pitch, we didn't really understand the product that you're bringing to market or the clients that you actually have and how we can make a lot of money from what you're building. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let me break it down just a little bit better. So in reinsurance in particular, how they get business, they get these documents called slips. And they get them from everybody, all of the brokers, all of the insurance people, everybody, like hundreds and hundreds of slips a day. And they have to document all of these as part of their compliance. And they spend all this time documenting. They don't even actually get to find out whether or not they actually want to fulfill on that business. We have an AI system. And what we do is that slip that they get, they just drag and drop it into a folder on their desktop. It reads it, it pulls out all the information, it does all the documentation for them, and then it just tells them, hey, this is worth looking at, or hey, no, it's not. Big question, and this is yeah. probably the reason you almost got sent back down. Okay. Was you said, yahoo, two clients. What does two clients mean? How big is two clients? Okay, so the average underwriting team is going to process 12,000 pages. 12, Can you give us a straight answer? How big yeah. is two clients? Okay, How much two, money are you making? Two clients is $25,000 a month, four months after starting. I definitely can tell you I understand the value of what you're saying. I just don't know if the product is unique enough to stand on its own, where a lot of these big playing insurance companies will just create something similar. They'll, they'll go ahead and run it themselves. You know, I don't feel like you're going to have a lock on the market that's going to protect it. So there's two reasons we're going to get a lock on the market. First reason is in insurance and insure tech right now, the game is platforms. Everybody wants to make a new platform with all these shiny bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. But these people don't want platforms. All they want to do is get rid of stuff that they're already doing, mm -hmm. but they don't want to change anything. The second reason is these innovation teams, these strategists, everybody within these large companies, even though they could potentially do what we're doing. The reason that we're going to stand apart is because we can go a lot faster than they can because they're going to have to go through all this red tape inside of their organization, et cetera, et cetera. We have the connections in place already through the network that we've made to be able to get in at the top, install it immediately, show the ROI immediately, and expand quickly. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I think you're leaving out is you may have the connections, you may not have the red tape, but what you don't have that those companies have is money, unless these two are gonna give well, it to you. Well, that's why he's here. So 
To remind me again, it's you want half a million dollars. Have five million dollar valuation. Five million valuations. So five hundred thousand dollars for ten percent of the company. That's correct. And how many employees are there? Eight. Eight employees. Uh, all tech, or is there also is there anyone who's doing revenue stuff? So six tech, two on sales. And you're the CEO. I am a CEO. Mark, are you prepared to make an offer? Yeah, I like this. First of all, what I really like, um, I like SaaS businesses, these software as a service businesses. I love recurring revenue, but wow, you're gonna have to demonstrate, can you sell? Can yep. you scale? But I think I'd be curious at that valuation to, um, to play along. Okay. Um, I'm not prepared to do the full $500,000, but I'll do half of it. I'll do okay. a quarter of a million dollars at the $5 million uh, valuation. I think 5% of the company should be a sufficient skin in the game to make it interesting. All right, well, thank you so much for your offer. I'm curious, what do you have to say, Kim? Well, I think it's a great opportunity. But before I want to put my money in, I want to see you not only land, but expand. For that reason, I'm out. All right, I mean, fair enough. That's okay. You're really concerned about this, right? And I'm so concerned. Oh, I know that you're I'm not concerned. And we know you're concerned. <laughs> literally, <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here just floored that you're even interested in this. I have so much respect for your opinions that I'm afraid I'm going to change my offer. We were talking about $250,000 on a $5 million valuation, so 5%. For me to invest, I've got to have enough skin in the game that A, I remain interested to help, and more importantly, that if you succeed, then I truly succeed. So I still want my 5%, but I'm gonna lower the valuation. I wanna put in $200,000 at a $4 million valuation. So what makes you think 5 million isn't sufficient? When you're asking for money and looking at valuation changes, there's step functions. And the first one, of course, is technology. Can you make the technology work? Now, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, and I'm basing your valuation on that. The next step up has to come from proving you can expand, that you can sell. To Kim's point, I'm not quite as cynical as she is. I'm willing to bet on you. I just want to leave myself some room. So, what do you think? 200 at 4 million? Tough. You're gonna do 225? I've gotta confess now. Part of this was a test. Right now, you are on opposite sides, but as soon as this deal closes, we're partners. But what I wanted to see was, are you willing to push back? Are you willing to be the guy who won't take no for an answer? You're gonna be negotiating with some of the biggest insurance companies in the world. And I love the fact that you said, I think I can do better and came back. So the answer is absolutely, I will do 225 at a $4.5 million valuation and be delighted to do it. All right, fantastic, then we have a deal. Fantastic, that is awesome. I am really excited about this. Yeah, I'm really excited too. Actually, a business I understand well, and I am gonna do what I can to help make it successful. All right, thank you very much. My I'm pleasure. looking forward to it. Good luck. Thank you very much, guys. Mm -hmm.
I'm like super, super excited. Um, I mean, this is really gonna change everything for us because you know, even though we didn't get quite as much money as we were looking for, this is gonna allow me to bring on a couple more people, really take on some of that demand and like really start to grow this thing into what it could be. I'm pumped, that was awesome. But I think it's time now to see whether I can make it a twofer. Oh, oh. come on, Mark. <laughs> Not if I have anything yeah, to Yeah, I agree, let's All right. <laughs> Let's talk valuation, which simply put, is the number we're gonna mutually agree is the total value of your company. But be thoughtful about it. Set a number too high, you risk scaring me away. Too low, and you leave money on the table. But the most important principle is simply this. Don't be greedy. Next up, an entrepreneur who aspires to prove to our investors that underdogs can rise to any occasion. Going up. Hello, Arjun. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. Hi everyone, my name is Arjun, like Argentina without the Tina. I'm the founder of Hello Woofy, which is a smart marketing dashboard designed for small businesses or the underdogs just like you and me. Now, for the longest time, our competition, our digital marketing competition, has done a complete disservice when it comes to providing intelligence, when should you post a marketing piece of content, what should you post, what are the words, emojis, and hashtags. Small businesses have no idea. When you come into Hello Woofy, it auto-magically starts creating the content for you. It works with you, your parameters, your interests, and schedules to over five different channels. And by the end of the year, eight different marketing channels and our competition only schedules to one. We are backed by tier one VC, such as Tim Draper, a billionaire investor, Peter Thiel, Scout Venture 1517, and we're here looking to uh, make a deal so that we can help every underdog small business owner around the world have an unfair advantage. And what's the ask? He didn't even ask. You're right. We don't even know. He I forgot. Mean, he actually told us he's already backed by a bunch of people who've got tons of money. Right. Well, that was actually an interesting thing because mm -hmm. as you know, investing is this herd mentality. Mm -hmm. And what he, I think he's trying to do is get us to think we don't want to miss out on this. Right. I gotta say, I feel like he missed the mark. I mean, he knows his product, he told us about his product, but he didn't tell us why he wants into the boardroom. There's a huge market for SMB digital advertising without a doubt. But again, what's the ask? Well, I'm asking myself, do I wanna let him make the ask? Well, let's find out. Let's vote. Attention, Arjun. Your pitch has been denied. I'm feeling uh, a little bummed out, um, but uh, like as with every, anything else in life, uh, it, everything happens for a reason, and so we're gonna keep going. All three of us said no. Wow. Someone once said every no is closer to a yes, and so here's a no, and we're closer to a yes. You know, a pitch is two pieces. I mean, yes, tell us about your company, but fundamentally a pitch is an ask. Mm -hmm. He left out the most important part. Absolutely. Yeah, he started strong. He started so, so, so strong. But hopefully the next entrepreneur won't miss the ask. 
Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Next up, a retired police officer who hopes his innovative software will save the lives of those he swore to protect. I'm a former law enforcement officer. I was in law enforcement for 22 years. This is a mission. It's not just a business. Our goal is to save lives. If we make money and don't save lives, then it's pointless. Going up. Hello, Edward. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. My name is Edward McGovern. I'm a retired police commander and the creator of our software, Sarah, critical event response applications. Mass attacks in the US are on the rise and we continue to fail in our response. I know this from over two decades in law enforcement. 911 and two-way radios were never designed to handle the speed and volume of information during a critical event. And most agencies manage a scene using only a dry erase board. So we've leveraged technology to handle events and make sure that we achieve our objectives simultaneously saving time. Police address the threat while fire uses our triage feature to assess injuries and create a prioritized evacuation plan. We're seeking $500,000 in exchange for Stock and Sarah, and together we can save lives. Well, there's a pitch with uh, a heart, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he got part of the ask, right? I missed uh, what the valuation really was going to be. Absolutely. Not bad, what'd you guys think? I thought it was a pretty solid pitch and I can appreciate that um, he's very clear about what he needs and what the product um, will solve. I didn't really understand what the product does or, uh, or what he's gonna use the money for. I thought it was a good pitch. He clearly articulated why he's the right person to create this product, but to your point, I don't actually know what the product is. Right. So it leaves me questioning, what am I investing in? And at what valuation? Mm -hmm. Right, I know that as a mom, this really does speak to my heart. You know, when I think about all the crazy things that are happening, I'm like, oh my gosh, a solution? Yes, but he didn't give us enough. So I don't know, I want to see this happen, but I don't know if I'm gonna be the person to help make it happen. This is another tough one for me. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's time for that vote, huh? Let's do it. Attention, Edward. Your pitch has been declined. It's always a little bit disappointing, but this has been an amazing experience. And in this business, when you're raising money, when you're in a startup, you have to get used to the no's. I feel bad for this guy, but you know, you have to do more than just tell us the idea. I really need some fundamentals here. 
I completely agree. I think that the whole reason that all three of us had to say no was that you're not just coming in here asking for money to run off and do whatever you want. You're also mm. going to get mentorship from us, partnership, support, marketing aid, and for me to really buy in in more than just cash, I need to also believe in what you're doing and understand it. He didn't give us any of that and he had plenty of time to do it. I agree. I didn't understand what I'm actually investing in. Mm -hmm. So I think a better pitch would have been to clearly describe what the product does. It, mm -hmm. Has he had success in the market? Does he have a prototype? Mm -hmm. I actually don't even know what stage he is mm -hmm. in the product. So uh, let's just hope that uh, this next pitch gives us a reason to open the door. Hello there, Williford. Hey, how you feeling? Uh, I feel good. I practiced 987 times. Yeah, just remember some of the stuff we talked about. I mean, talk about the growth of this industry. Margaritas are the number one selling cocktail in the, in the world, and tequila is the fastest growing liquor. Anything else you think I should add or subtract or? Just remember to speak slowly. Don't uh, go too fast. All right, cool. They uh, they want me to wrap it up. I got to get going uh, to the other room now. So uh, that's, uh, that's it. I'll call you after. All right, good luck. You got this. All right, cool. Bye. Next up, a bubbly entrepreneur puts a fresh spin on a classic cocktail. Going up. Hello, Joey. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, Two, one. Entrepreneurs, my name is Joey Angelo and I am the founder of Margs. And I couldn't be more excited in the 20 years I've been in the tequila business to talk about ready to drink category, RTD. You know all the big names, Truly, White Claw. It's a $2 billion annual business. Yet, there's no tequila, or margarita-focused cocktail in the top 10 brands. Until now. Did you know that in the <clears throat> top 60% of all drinks ordered on premise, that could be bars, restaurants, nightclubs, hotels, it's the margarita, the canned margarita. It's up 138% just from last year alone. I'm here to close out a $3.5 million raise, $3 million in the bank, Entrepreneurs, sip with me. Well, sounds like there's opportunity. He did an okay job explaining, I think, what the issue is in the marketplace, right? That there's no major tequila player, you know, in this sort of ready-made cocktail space. But he didn't explain why he was the person to fill that gap. Well, he also said that the tequila, ready to drink, is growing at 136%. Mm -hmm. So who's driving that growth? That's right, it's not, it's probably not him. He's <laughs> <I laughs> right out of the gate. But couldn't you read it the other way? There's no tequila in the top 10 because nobody wants to drink tequila. Everybody uh, loves tequila. Everybody Come loves on. tequila, okay? <laughs> People shout tequila in bars, okay? Yeah. What I can say right now is it's five o'clock somewhere. So let's see if we're inviting him up so we can get happy hour started. Okay, I'm with that. <laughs> let's see. All right, let's, let's see. Vote. Attention, Joey. Your pitch 
has been approved. <laughs> I hate drink alone. I was in there for a long time. <laughs> so welcome to the boardroom. There was two things you said that intrigued me. Well, three, if you count that tequila was involved. <laughs> and the two were, number one, 20 years in the business. Yeah. So I love the fact that someone actually may, in fact, know what they're doing. I, lo I love that you love that. So I want you to expand a little bit on that. So what, after 20 years in the business, made you uh, yeah. think this was the so, place to go? Uh, 15 years on the distribution side, so I built brands like Patron, Casamigos, Don Julio. It's one thing I know is it's tequila. So uh, about five years ago, I left to do my own thing, uh, had a nice little exit, and jumped right back into the can. So I was kind of, I won't say third base, but I was kind of on second base when I decided to do this. I was ready to go. Wait, so you had a business, sold the business, and now you're in the can? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was the first business? Tequila. <laughs> well, this man knows tequila. I, know. yeah. I don't know much, but I know tequila. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, and the second thing that I liked was that you're $3 million into your raise already. Yeah. Yeah, which, I'm just looking for the last 500. Which says um, it's, you've gotten some uh, good reception. With some serious people. So where are you right now in terms of your revenue, your sales, are you already in market? Are you in retail? We're in market. So I launched New York, New Jersey, Florida as like proof of concept. I was the only salesperson. <laughs> um, and just about 18,000 cases sold like with these two hands. I love a margarita. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. I, I, I love that you love a margarita. Oh yes, I sure do. And well, um, I love that you love that she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd love to try how you want to do oh, a margarita. Absolutely. I don't want to sway anybody in, the, in their flavor decision, but this just won best canned cocktail in the world. Okay, I'm in mango. for that one. That's Tell me it's mango. Mango. Pour me a mango mar. Yes. Throw me a can. Yeah. Do you want mango? Yeah. So good. Yeah. This is easily one of the best canned alcoholic beverages I have ever had. I mean, I like that you're out there hustling, selling every, it. Like that's what you've got every to do, single especially day. with beverage. Every you gotta be day. on the street, you gotta 100%. be out there promoting. Yeah. I love that. All right, all right, I see what you're doing. So, <laughs> you get a couple drinks up now, you're trying to romance out. You know it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to invest in things that I feel like I'm a little bit more involved in, you know, that are a little bit more meaningful. And sure, as an influencer myself, I can definitely help. And I mean, I look good with the can. What can yeah. you say, you know? How about the yellow can to match your outfit? Oh, I the love classic. this. God, he, hey, I know, I know, it's so yeah. good. I absolutely love the drink. And what I want to let you know is that you can 100% count on me to drink the heck out of this beverage and tell everyone about it. But I am not comfortable at this point going in and closing out for you. So I'm going to pass. Let me explain what's going on here. Sure. I'm struggling because you're hitting all the buttons. I mean, you're clearly good at this. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. So there's this deep respect for a great pitch man. I mean, the social validation, you've got the big investors on board, you've got the distribution. And so the struggle is that I don't understand the category. And I don't mean I don't understand the category in terms of a consumer. I don't understand the economic dynamics, which means that if I was to invest, it would be a sloppy investment. Meaning I'd put the money in and would not really know what I'm getting. I don't like making those kind of investments. So my internal discipline forces me to say, I'm out. I believe in you as a founder, and I love a second time founder. Because oh, the probability that you will be successful is obviously much higher. I like the space. I like where you are at, 
But for me, in order to put in the 500, I would want to see a major retailer. We have. Great. Total Wine. And how many doors? We have the one store they have in New York. We have all the New Jersey stores, and we're just onboarding all the uh, Total Wine stores in Florida. How many, how many stores? 37 in Florida. So how much is your projected revenue for next year? $3.4 million. And how much did you do this year? Uh, 750, by myself, my own two hands. And how big's your team? Now, getting close to 20. 20? Wait, you're at one, and yeah. then you're gonna go to 20? Yeah. We're investing in smart people, we're investing in a lot of chain people, we're tripling down on the change, because I know your head's at, same place my head's at, retail, 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 retail. I got the on-premise down pat, we're getting the stadiums for the rah-rah, but all the retailers are coming in. It's all happening right now, and they all just love it, because there's nothing. I know, Kim, I was like, Kim, literally, he knows his stuff. Yeah. I think he may be the only person who knows more about beverage than you. But the, the reality is, I know how hard it is to build this, so number one, congratulations, Thank because you. it is very very difficult Thank to do you. that. I believe in you, I'm confident you will get there, but for me, I'm out. Understood. Thank you guys. Well, cheers to you anyway, and we really appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bummed. Uh, I really thought Kim at the end was gonna come through. I feel good about the pitch. They really enjoyed the product. I'm gonna leave a happy man. Kim. Oh. I wanted to, I wanted to, but once Kim. he said he's hiring 20 people, I almost fell off the chair. I know, that's true. He lost me at the people. I mean, everyone knows human capital, like oh. you can sink your business by hiring too much. Yes, and oh. with only three million, he's gonna need inventory plus three, I don't even know how you, that's, that three million is gonna go quickly. I think the investors missed out, I really do. Um, it's a young company, but it's a strong company. Uh, we're backed, we know what we're doing. I've been in the business for 20 years. I think they missed the boat on Mars. This is the next one. While two companies were able to secure high-flying deals with our investors, four were sent back down to the bottom floor with nothing to show. We earned these. We did. We Cheers. Did. Cheers, guys. Eye contact. Eye contact. Now I'm freaked out about that. <laughs> Whether it's a new invention or a new way of living life, anyone could be 60 seconds away from rising to greatness or fall from glory. Tune in next week as five new entrepreneurs enter the elevator, but who will make it to the boardroom? And to apply for the next season, go to entrepreneur.com slash elevator pitch. Investors personally styled by celebrity stylist Kim Bolafay.